But I would say set three business goals for yourself, whether they are related to revenue, whether they're related to profitability, whether they're related to the type of life that you want to have or that you want your business to give you, whether it's what you want to do with your business. I don't know what that is, but pick three of these goals. Welcome to The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods, the nation's first podcast devoted to the business and lifestyle of the hospitality industry. Now, here's your host, Woolco Foods CEO, Stephen Toberoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Profitable Table, fed by Woolco Foods. I am your host, Stephen Toberoff. And what I've spent the last few weeks doing is doing a lot of reading and having a lot of conversations about goal setting. As you probably know from prior episodes, I'm a big believer in writing down my goals, writing down the action steps that go along with them and and doing all of that. We're now in the new year, and it's always a great time to take a step back and to reflect, but more importantly, chart a course for the future. And I wanted to do this episode and share with you the information that I've gathered over this period of time. And it it's really been longer than a few weeks. It's been several years. And I watched some very interesting videos on the subject. I had some great conversations on the subject. I read some great essays on the subject. And I really took a hard look at myself, both over this past year and just in general, looking back, trying to understand when the goal setting worked when it didn't work, what the breakdown was and all of that. And so I want to share all this with you in this episode because, you know, at the end of the day, when you're in business and really when you're in life, what counts is results. You know, that's ultimately what the objective is. A lot of people deceive themselves into thinking that when they tell stories or give reasons or give explanations or give excuses that they've actually accomplished something but they haven't. It's just a trick that we play on ourselves. We confuse that with what really counts, which is results. And the great thing about results and the not so great thing, if you're not into you know, being honest with yourself, is the results are there and they're manifest. And if you have things written down, you can really determine whether you've achieved them or not. So this is an episode really for myself, but also for all of you. And you know, always enjoy the emails and stuff, DMs that I get. So this is really an episode for myself and for all of you so that we can begin this new year with a foundation in place to get the results that we want, or more importantly, to be clear on what the results that we want are, and then at least we have a choice as to whether or not we're going to do what we need to do to achieve those objectives and and ultimately achieve what we want to achieve. So let's jump right into it. So One of the things that's pretty common and that I believe is when it comes to goal setting for the new year, I break it up into two categories. One are personal goals and the other are business goals. And I'm going to start with personal first because if you own your own business, your own restaurant or hospitality business, or you're a manager, or really it doesn't matter, you're the leader of your own life. And so every experience that we have, every thing that we need to maximize to achieve our goals in business is going to be contingent on ourselves. I've heard people talk about that when you do own a business, the number one chokehold on the growth of a business is the psychology of the owner. And that makes a lot of sense to me. 
And so I think for those of us out there who are our business owners or our managers or our leaders, we can sort of look at that and say, yeah, you know what? It's true. To the extent that I can optimize my talents, resources, energy, what have you, it's going to put me in a much better position to achieve my business goals. And conversely, if I don't do that, it's making life more difficult for me. So the first thing is, as I say, when you're going into your 2022 goals, you want to break it down into personal and business. Let's talk about the personal first. And just as sort of a a recommendation and something that I've worked is when we go into the year with multiple major goals, I'm talking 10, 12, 15, we dilute our focus. We dilute our intensity. And so I find that if you can really take the time and think about of three personal goals and three business goals that you want to achieve, that's a good number. Can you do two? Of course. Can you do four? Of course. But the point being is that if you have too many, you're diluting your focus and focus is one of the most powerful tools we have to achieve our objective. So I keep it to three, and I would suggest that, but obviously, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. But let's start with the personal. So the first thing that we need to be effective as leaders, as business owners, as managers, is energy. If you don't have energy, then you can't get anything done. If you're tired, if you're pessimistic, if you're disinterested, if you're low energy, it's not going to work. So the first goal I would suggest is do something that you know is going to help maximize your energy. Now, for myself, I'm into exercising. Different things have been appealing to me in different parts of my life. There was a period in my life in my 30s when I was really into running and running marathons and running road races in Central Park, and that was how I enjoyed exercising. I lifted weights as well, but did that. For the past, you know, I would say 18 months, my focus has been on weightlifting more than anything else, which is terrific. But my uh, daughter wanted, as a Hanukkah gift, a Peloton bike, and I got it for her, and I'm using it every day pretty much, and I absolutely love it. So what I find is now I'm getting back into cardio. I'm still lifting a couple days a week, but by reintroducing high-intensity cardio, I'm up to an hour uh, ride on the bike and putting forth decent effort, looking forward to doing the running again. But the point being, for me, I know that to maximize my energy, one of the foundational tools is exercise. And everyone's at a different place in their life. One of the great things about the Peloton is like, I'll have what I think is a great ride and I'll have personal goals and all this stuff that I did or, you know, personal bests. And then you see that there's literally thousands of people who put forth more energy and did a more intense workout than you. It's very humbling, but it's also very inspiring. So wherever you're at in your life, I would suggest, you know, of course, check with a doctor and, and all of those disclaimers if you haven't exercised for a long time. And I'm not even telling anybody what to do. This is about maximizing energy. I'm sharing what worked with me. Other people have different things. But for me to maximize my energy, I know exercise is a huge part of it. For some people, that takes the form of yoga. For some people, that's walking. For some people, they maximize their energy when they just take an hour break and meditate or work on a hobby or paint or whatever it is. But the most important thing is sit back with yourself and say, what can I do so that every day I'm having maximum energy? So for me, one part of that big part is exercise. The second thing is diet. You know, I mean, again, we can sugarcoat it and we can talk around it, but the objective is results. And I'm not talking about being a life coach here. I'm not qualified. I'm focused on myself, right? So I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do, but I'm speaking from a business standpoint, right? 
I know that I need to have energy because if I don't have energy and my competitors do, I'm at a major disadvantage. So what are the things that are going to enable me to maximize it? We said exercise. Second one is diet, right? If you have a diet that's heavy in alcohol, heavy in bad food, heavy in sugars, heavy in all the things that we know are unhealthy but taste great and we want them when we're feeling emotional, whatever, that's not going to maximize your energy. So everybody has to take a look at themselves if they want to maximize energy. And I would say, look at your diet because at the same time as exercise, diet makes a huge part of it. Something that I do, which I find very important, I try to stay disciplined on, is drinking the appropriate amount of water. A general rule of thumb that some people say is a gallon a day, but pretty much the only thing I drink is water other than a cup or two of black coffee in the morning. But I find a lot of people that have energy issues or just other issues in general, they don't drink water or they're drinking sodas or diet sodas. So these are suggestions that I have, and I'm sharing with you what, what I've heard people that I respect do, what I do. But the macro point is maximize energy however you can do that. Some people have a different path and whatever that is for you, but understand you want to have that goal down. So for me, because I'm going to keep myself accountable, and this is, you know, a big part of what I'm going to be talking about at the end of this podcast. So, you know, God willing, we can look back on this and reflect to keep myself accountable. So my goals from the maximizing energy standpoint is to work out a minimum of five days a week for a minimum an hour a day. That's my goal. I want to do that every week unless something interrupts me. And in terms of the diet, I'm going to get more specific on that. But essentially, for purposes of this conversation, know that I'm going to be making clear what I want to do on a daily basis vis-a-vis -vis water, vis-a-vis -vis eating uh, enough vegetables. I'm going to have something down on my goals so that I'm holding myself accountable nutritionally to maximize energy. So that's the first part of the personal goal maximizing energy. Second, which I talked about a little bit before, and which some very successful people have really emphasized to me in my conversations with them, is focus. For people who can focus in this day and age, you have a great advantage because we have so many distractions coming at us with social media, with television, with podcasts, with family, with friends, with everything, that it's very difficult to stay focused much more difficult probably than it's ever been. But if you can focus, right, if you can maintain your attention to what you're doing, you're going to be in a much better position to win. So as you think about your personal goals, really think about how you want to use your time. When we make a conscious decision on how we're going to use our time, we get better results. When we allow time to just get on top of us, it's very difficult. So for me, the second goal that I'm going to do personally is I'm going to carve out a certain number of hours a week that I want to read, a certain number of hours a week that I'm going to be just focusing on my children, a certain number of hours a week when I'm going to be specifically educating myself to something in this business. I'm going to direct my focus ahead of time so that I can ensure that I'm maximizing it. Again, we're under personal goals here. And then the third one, and again, these are for me, you can do what ones you wanted, but these are the ones I've come on, is I'm going to continue to be mindful of, very mindful of what content I consume. You know, we live in such an incredible time now where if you want to, you can sit around and watch the news and, and have them tell you what they want you to think and have it impact you emotionally and 
fall into the trick that you're getting information when if we're honest and we look at it, a lot of the times it's not information. It's programming or it's it's meant to get us to consume their content and they do it by evoking fear or evoking shock or disgust. I find it to be rather negative. Uh, that's just one example. We could talk about scripted television. We could talk about whatever you want to talk about. But the great thing about the time that we're in now is you can really curate your content, meaning that when you do take time to consume something, whether it's a book, whether it's a podcast, whether it's music, whether whatever it is, it can be in alignment with your goals. So for me, I'm going to continue to be very deliberate in terms of what I do with consuming content. So for me, Sundays are a great day. I watch football with my two sons. We have a great time. I chill out. I understand that that's content that's purely enjoyable for me, but hey, it's a nice way to spend time with my boys. It's a nice time to relax, et cetera, et cetera. But all of the other time, I'm not just zoning out watching Netflix or listening to the news or I'm not allowing content to come into my mind unless I've deliberately chosen it. And I'm going to choose things, I'm going to continue to choose things and try to upgrade that so that it reinforces what I want to be as a person individually, what I want to be as a business leader and all of that. So just make the decision to curate your content, you know? Those are sort of three macro strategies on the personal goal type of thing. But underneath all that, the first thing you have to do in this whole kind of thing is whatever goals you set, really make sure they're in alignment with who you are. We have to be honest. I, I, I've listened to a great podcast by this guy, John Warlow. And he talked about, he's a business leader, he wrote a great book, Built to Sell, uh, The Art of Selling Your Business and other subjects in business. He has a great podcast. And he broke down his understanding of three types of entrepreneurs. And he did that as a way so that people could sort of get honest with themselves in terms of who they are and what they wanted to do and that they could make decisions accordingly. So when you sit down to write goals, really try to get them in alignment with who you are and what you want to achieve for yourself. They're not anyone else's goals. They don't have to be what Tom Brady or Arnold Schwarzenegger or whomever it is out there that you might look at and look up to and they have YouTube videos. They got to be in alignment with what you are. And this is both for business and personal because we're going to get into the business ones next. And really, it's almost more important than business because the personal stuff, when we talk about exercising, you're talking about taking care of your body. When you talk about maximizing your focus, you're talking about how you want to direct your energy in life. And when you talk about consuming the content, you're talking about what comes into your life. What I'm talking about now is almost more geared towards your business because if you set business goals that are not in alignment with who you are, for example, there are some, like for me, whether it's right, whether it's wrong, it doesn't matter. I'm not a huge vacation guy. I love coming to work. I love doing what I'm doing. I love being in the mix. I love grinding towards my objectives. If you said to me I had to take a month off and, and go to the south of France and do nothing, I would view that as a punishment. Okay, I wouldn't view that as a vacation. That's me. Other people, that's who they are and they love it and there's nothing wrong with that. You have to be in alignment with who you are. So I'm very comfortable setting goals based upon that sort of understanding of myself and it, it goes throughout anything you're going to do. So when you set the business goals, one, be honest with yourself. Are you somebody that really wants to try to build a $100 million business or a billion dollar business? If you are, great. But if that's not you, don't set goals in that direction. If your real goal is, look, I want to have a nice business that enables me to not work too hard and I can have things running and my staff's doing it and I can take weekends off to go fishing, that's great too. But whatever you are, 
Make sure your business goals are in alignment with who you are. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I believe it's important to think big. And that might seem contradictory in terms of what I was just saying before. But when I say think big, for example, the person who's saying to themselves, you know what, what I really want, let's just take an example. Let's say that you have a person out there who says, what I really want is a business that runs itself and lets me have maximum free time. Okay. That's not how I look at things. That's not my approach, but I want to take something the opposite of myself. Well, then think big and work towards that. Don't think if I could just get one afternoon off a week where I'm not in the restaurant working my brains out, that would be great. If that's what you really want is to have four days off, five days off, a week's off at a time, whatever it is you want to do, then have that goal so you can work towards it and structure that for yourself. So set a big goal because it's just as easy to work towards a big goal as it is to work towards something where you're selling yourself short. Okay. You want to be mindful of that. And then the final thing is, before we get into it a little bit deeper, is whatever your three business goals are, set action steps underneath them. So for example, let's say one of your goals is, I want to open up two new locations this year. I've already got them mapped out. I've got the team in place. I want to open it. Well, then underneath that goal, right, write down the steps that you need to take, whether it's on a daily or weekly basis, to achieve that objective, okay? Because the action steps are ultimately the habits, the disciplines, the activities, whatever you want to call it, that you're going to have to take consistently to achieve your objective. And if they're written down, as they must be, one, you're going to be honest with yourself what you have to do. And then two, I find I'm usually very busy and I've got a lot of things going on, but I do find times in the day where I'm just sort of sitting in my office and there's a little space and I don't know what to do. And what I do is I immediately go to my goals and I say, okay, here are my goals. Here are the action steps. Which one of these things can I do right now that's going to have an impact in helping me achieve the result that I'm trying to achieve? So underneath each goal, you're going to want to have an action step and you want to read them at least once a week. At the beginning of the year, you could read them daily, but it's very important to refresh them once a week because it's going to be in your mind. You know, when you own a business, and particularly in the hospitality business, a restaurant, a bar, a bakery, there's always stuff coming up, and it's very intense on a daily basis. And so a lot of times, you're going to go through days and, and weeks where you're just so involved in your business and you're grinding that you haven't thought about your goals and you haven't done it. And in not reading the action steps on a consistent basis, daily or weekly, it's probably going to dilute your ability to achieve the ultimate results that you set in your goals. Do you know what I mean? So from a business standpoint, I can't tell you what goals to set. We talked about business, but I would say set three business goals for yourself, whether they are related to revenue, whether they're related to profitability, whether they're related to the type of life that you want to have or that you want your business to give you, whether it's what you want to do with your business. I don't know what that is, but pick three of these goals. So like for me, I'm definitely this year going to have one goal, which is a revenue goal. I want to grow revenue this year by at least 15%. And I'm going to write down the steps underneath it that I have to do that and so on and so forth. Okay. So that's, that's kind of where it's at with business goals. One thing I absolutely want to touch on, though, is in addition to having annual goals, something that was told to me by, by someone I have a lot of respect for is you also want to set quarterly goals. Your annual goals are these sort of big picture things that are achievable or not achievable, but they're in real life. They're not just fantasies. They're things you're going to work towards, and at the end of the year, you're going to know if you achieved them or not, but they're going to require the whole year to get done, right? 
But quarterly goals are those things. So for example, let's say you signed a contract to put in a new ERP system, a new software system into your business, and that's up and running. An idea of a quarterly goal would be within this quarter, I want all of my staff trained on how to use it and comfortable. That's an example of a quarterly goal. Another quarterly goal is I made the decision that I want to have at least five vegan items on my menu before April 1. I want to have those selected, tested, have the chef comfortable. Quarterly goals are something that have a shorter time frame. They can be in furtherance of your big goal or they can be a reflection of something that's come up. But you want to have goals that you're measuring quarterly as well because they're more immediate. And again, I've really found, guys, and this is almost miraculous, but thank God it's true. So often when I write things down and I look back at them, I've achieved them. And there's there's a certain power in writing these things down. Okay. So with respect to quarterly goals, you definitely want to have something that's smaller, more measurable, but in furtherance of your yearly goals. And ultimately, whether it's personal or business, the quarterly goals need to be highly specific. And underneath them, you will have action steps as well. And again, all of this stuff doesn't take a lot of time. And yet it's so important But the thing is, what's going to make it important is if you really believe it when you're doing it and it's a reflection of what you want. If it's just a mechanical exercise so that you can tell people, hey, I set my goals or tell yourself you set goals, but you don't have that intention or commitment behind it, it's probably a waste of time. But if you do have that intention and commitment behind it and you really put the time into it and have it be a reflection of what you want, so, so important and so gratifying. You know, by the grace of God, I had goals that I wrote for 2021, and uh, I haven't tallied them all up yet, but I know I achieved some of them, and the ones that I achieved was really shocking. So as I say, there's a power in writing it down, and there's a level of gratification where you can look back and say, wow, I I got this result that I wanted. And I can see that I did it through following these action steps. It's it's really really gratifying and, and something that's very powerful. The final part of this, and I think is really the secret behind all of it, or not even the word secret, that's so cliched, the truth behind it. Not a secret, it's a truth. When it comes to goal setting and, and so much else in life, I've found that people don't like to be held accountable. They don't want to be accountable. You know, many people won't set goals because they don't want to feel like a failure if they don't achieve them. They don't want to tell other people what they're up to because they don't want to be perceived as a failure if they don't do it. And they don't want to hold themselves accountable. You know, and the truth is when you look at people that are ultra successful, and I can give a few examples, Tom Brady, the late great Kobe Bryant, Elon Musk, these are people that hold themselves accountable and look at themselves and are honest with themselves and say, hey, am I really about this or am I not? And am I really doing what I need to do? And if I didn't, that's okay. Where did I fall short? So the first thing is you have to recognize that accountability is a huge part of it. I know that I didn't achieve some of the goals that I set for 2021. Now I can tell a story, I can make an excuse, I can blame it on somebody, I can do all that weak stuff, or I can hold myself accountable and say, okay, so what went wrong? Why did you fall short? Is this a goal that's still operative in 2022? If it is, put it on the list and make the adjustments. Because remember what I said at the beginning, it's all about the results. So the first thing is, is when you're holding yourself accountable, and you have to, you hold your staff accountable, you hold other people accountable, starts with holding yourself accountable, don't judge yourself. That's a waste of time. If you're going to view this as an exercise to be, you know, there's some people that, for whatever reason, I'm not a psychologist, but I see it, 
they really are almost like in the habit of beating themselves up or running themselves down or having negative self-talk. Don't be that person. Don't judge yourself. Remember, the whole objective here is to achieve results. You're working with yourself to achieve your objective, okay? So don't judge yourself. Don't view it as an opportunity to judge yourself. View it as an opportunity to be honest with yourself, okay? Because ultimately, it's by being honest with yourself that you're going to be in the best position possible to make the most of these goals and what you want to do with them. So that's the first thing is. The second thing is, is inevitably throughout the course of a year or a quarter, there's going to be an unforeseen setback that throws you off a little bit. Most people use that setback to say, oh, geez, I said I was going to work out five days a week. There's been 10 days gone by and I've only worked out twice. I knew I was full of it. I'm not going to do it and I quit. That's not good. That's not logical. That's not what you want to be doing in terms of achieving your results. So don't allow a setback to throw off your whole year. If you have a little setback, if there's something that throws you off for a little bit, just get right back into the grind. Remember, keep saying this is what I say to myself and what people tell me. It's the results that matter. You want to get the result. If you have a little setback in February, so you're just going to scrap the year plans? No. Say, okay, I had the setback, whatever. I, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. I'm getting back on it. I'm recommitting. Don't waste time judging yourself, beating yourself up. You know, for me, like it's something simple. Let's say a week goes by and I find I only worked out three days a week. Well, am I just going to say, oh, you know what? I'm a piece of crap. I said five. I did three. No good. No, I'm going to say, okay, maybe next week I'll do six to make up for it. And then I'll get back on five. That's how you have to do it. Do not let a setback throw you off and ruin the whole year. Just be honest with you. It happened. Try to understand why it happened so you can eliminate it and then get back on it and keep working towards your goal. And then the final thing is to really focus on and make the most of each 24-hour day. You know, the success or the results that we're going to aspire to in 2022 are going to be a reflection of what we do every day. It's not going to be a reflection of our, our thoughts, right? It's going to be a reflection of our actions. And the time to act is each day. I can't take action a week from Tuesday. And I can't take action for two months ago. I can only take action right now, do this podcast, go back into my office, see what else I can do to be effective towards my results, speak to my team, look at what's going on, make decisions, make the most out of that time that you have. So, you know, by the grace of God, each 24 is a gift. And when all else fails, just dial back into the moment because nothing that we're going to accomplish in this year is going to be done by just doing something once or doing something great when we feel like it. It's going to be the byproduct of a consistent effort throughout the course of a year, a consistent daily effort. And I always find that to be very comforting. Just dial it back into the day, dial it back into the moment, ask yourself positive questions. What can I do now to achieve my goal? What can I do now to have a positive contribution on my business, my family, myself? Ask great questions of yourself, you'll get great answers. So this was really something that I'm glad I did for myself and I'm glad I did it with you. I will say one of the areas that I did fall short of my goal last year was in terms of what I wanted to do with consistency of content with this podcast. And for that, I owe people an apology because I get emails from people who say, hey, I haven't seen an episode in a while. And I always feel bad about that because people have taken the time to listen to this podcast and they enjoy it. And then I don't produce content and then I feel like, wow, 
I've really taken something very precious for granted. And so one, I owe people an apology for that. And two, one of my goals for this year is to be sure to have consistent content. I'm not going to waste anybody's time or disrespect them with excuses. You know, you either do it or you didn't do it. And by the grace of God, this has been an incredible year, but I really value everybody that takes the time to listen to this podcast. And I want to show you the respect that you deserve by putting forth really good content and doing it consistently and making that a habit. And I am going to do that this year. And so with that, I just want to say I wish everybody here the best, best, best new year possible. This podcast has brought so much into my life, so much positivity into my life, the comments, the emails, the feedback. It's been an absolute blessing. And so I just wish everybody the most joyous and happy new year. And most importantly, everybody have an awesome, awesome day. Thank you for listening to The Profitable Table fed by Woolco Foods. Please be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about Woolco Foods or Stephen Toberoff, please visit us at woolcofoods.net. <laughs>